Hello and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be discussing York Rite Masonry. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Masonic podcast conversation on York Rite Masonry. I'm Matt Apple, and I am a Mason in, in the Grand Lodge of Washington. And today we have with us worshipful brother, Dave, very worshipful, excuse me, brother David Colbeth, who is also a Mason here in Washington. Uh, brother Connor Massey, who is a Mason in the in British Columbia. Uh, our usual other host, uh, worshipful brother Stephen Chung of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon. And we have two special guests with us this evening, who are um, Worship Brother John Smalley, who's ambassador to Washington from the General Grand Chapter of Royal Archmasons International. And he's been in York Rite bodies of Indiana and South Dakota and Washington in a, in a few different roles. And we have Alan Akehurst, who is Grand Chaplain for Royal Arch in British Columbia and the Yukon, and the Grand Council of Royal Arch and Select Masters and Knights Templar of Canada, and he's Junior Grand Deacon for the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and the Yukon. So um, today we'll be discussing, as I said, Royal Archmasonry, and I personally am not a Royal Archmason, but I will let my other co-hosts uh, disclose their level of activity in Royal Archmasonry. So, well, as a good, as a good York Rite Mason would say, we can fix that, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I did it again, didn't I? I went back to Royal Arch, didn't I? I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Royal, Royal, Arch is, Royal Arch is definitely a part of York Rite Masonry, and and I, I'm I'm probably I'll start because I'm probably one of the least least York Rightish Masons <laughs> of the group tonight. Besides Matt, who's not at all. Uh, I, I'm I'm technically a Royal Arch Mason. I received those Royal Arch degrees, but I have not made my mark. I don't know exactly what that means, other than I don't have to pay dues. Uh, but that's all I know. So I know Connor and Stephen at what level? I think Connor is probably like 14 degrees somewhere up there too. <laughs> So Connor, I am. Go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, Connor, what's your involvement in, in your right masonry? I have not gone York right. I've been Scottish right. Uh, when I get more time, I might entertain going York right. But other than that, the only thing I know about York right is that my friend Alan and Karsten, they're like deeply involved in York right. So I knew that they were the right guys to ask to come today. Good. Good to be here. And Connor, how about yourself? So I'm a Royal Arch Mason, and uh, I have made my mark. So I do know what that means. <laughs> um, I am a Royal Arch Mason at Columbia Chapter Number 1, uh, Grand Chapter of British Columbia and Yukon. Now, the interesting thing about my chapter, which I'll just add, is that Columbia chapter number one 
to my knowledge, is the is unique in Canada because it's the only chapter that uses Scottish ritual from the Supreme Grand Chapter of Scotland, which means that I experienced very different degrees. I went through four degrees rather than the three that is common, and I also went through the excellent master degree rather than the most excellent master degree. But I have gone through the most excellent master degree at another chapter. I just asked if they would let me pretend to be a candidate. They said yes. And I've had the opportunity to uh, visit uh, Columbia chapter, and I can tell you the ritual is very different from the rest of us. <laughs> oh, I know that's the case in Blue Lodge Masonry in British Columbia there too. There's some, uh, some variations between lodges that is not common here in Washington. So yeah. it's interesting oh, that I'll, extends to York right too. And I'll point out that uh, in the United States, the, York, the chapter has four degrees. Um, because we also have the past master's degree, which British Columbia doesn't have the past master's degree in its normal degree sets. Yeah. And I managed to uh, take that degree in uh, Okanagan a chapter in OMAC. So. Uh, I know that my chapter does do the past master degree. That's our, we'll talk more about degrees later, I imagine, but one of the degrees that my chapter does in, in Royal Arch is the past master degree, but I have been told that it is very different from the past master degree practiced in America. Um, and slightly more controversial too, but anyway. <laughs> so John, I know you've been part of several different states or jurisdictions and Blue Lodge, but all under this international uh, York Rite body in the United States, is that true? Or is, it, is there a single international York Rite body for the United States or how does that work? Yeah, so um, in the different bodies, there are different jurisdictions. So uh, Grand Chapter has uh, General Grand Chapter Royal Archmasons International, which um, obviously isn't every jurisdiction, but is most of the jurisdictions throughout the world. Um, the Grand Council of Royal and Select Masters or Grand Council of Cryptic Masons International is, again, most of the most of the world, but not all of it. And then the Knights Templar uh, of the United States is just the United States, Mexico, and a few other uh, bodies. Uh, a few other, uh, oh, some of our territories and some of the, I think South America, some, some parts of South America use the, the US um, Templar. Uh, I know that uh, Canada isn't part of the U.S. Knights Templar. And I don't believe they're part of the General Grand Chapter International. No, or the well, at, least, at, least, International. at least here in B.C., I know that um, every, or in Canada, to my knowledge, most of the Grand Councils or Grand Chapters for Royal Arch are kind of sovereign. But I believe our Alan, who is a member of all of the Grand bodies will know more about that than I do. Yeah. Um, so Grand Chapter for Royal Arch Masons has the same um, ge geographical jurisdiction as Grand Lodge. It's BC and Yukon. The Grand Council of Royal and Select Masters is for Western Canada. So that's uh, British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. The uh, Sovereign Great Priory of Canada for Knights Templar is the whole of Canada. 
So I think I think you just sort of explained, but I I feel ignorant enough that I can ask. What is the there there? So I'm in your I'm in Scottish right, and in Scottish right, there's what 29 degrees in there, but they're more or less all under the same body, right? There's the the Valley of Everett, and they do all the they do all they have sort of sub bodies, but more or less it's one body that does all the degrees. But it's my understanding in York right that there are distinct lodges or chapters that are uh, part of York right. I guess my question is how is that organized? What's the what degrees are where and and how many are there? Is there sort of a broad overview of the organization? Well, not yeah, so oh, go ahead. Not counting Victoria, which has four, all of the um, uh, Royal Arch chapters in British Columbia. And as far as I know, in most of Western Canada, uh, they would have um, three degrees. The Mark Master, which in Britain is an entirely separate degree in a separate Grand Lodge. And then they have the most excellent master. And then they have the Royal Arch degree. So that's Royal Arch. Um, in Knights Templar, they don't call them uh, degrees, they call them orders. And there's basically three, but they're fairly lengthy orders and so sometimes they're split up. The, the, um, the first one is the order of, the illustrious order of the Red Cross. The second one is called the Order of Malta. And the third one is called the Order of the Temple. And in cryptic rite, there are uh, three degrees. They are the Royal Master, the Select Master, and the Super Excellent Master. Work is done in the Select Master degree. Uh, also attached to um, the cryptic council, uh, is a thing called Royal Ark Mariners. <clears throat> it's called a lodge, and they describe it as moored to a council. So that's how it works, uh, at least in BC and Western Canada. Yeah, so that's uh, a little different in the United States. In the United States, the uh, Royal Ark Mariners is uh, moored to the chapters. So you have to be a member of a chapter to belong to the Royal Ark Mariners. Uh, and it's actually part of the Allied Masonic degrees, um, which is a whole other group of degrees. Uh, but the, it's, it's more to the Allied Masonic degrees, but you have to be a member of a chapter in order to get, a, uh, to get the Royal Ark Mariner degree. Um, so the, so in, the, in the Scottish Rite, you still have the 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 four. You still have four different groups that meet in the Scottish Rite. They just decided a long time ago that they would all meet with one, only the one body opening. Um, but they still have officers in all of the bodies. And when they put on degree work, those officers are in charge of their separate bodies, at least in the United States. And the York Rite, each one of those three groups is still completely separate and sovereign from each other, and they meet. At the same, they, their grand sessions meet at the same weekend, but they don't open at the same time. They they uh, conduct business at different times, um, and the the local bodies all meet. Uh, sometimes they meet on the same night, 
but um, one of them will open and do their business. Oftentimes the others are just declared open and it rotates between who actually goes through their opening ceremonies. Uh, sometimes all three bodies open in full form and close in full form after doing their business. So the, the, the York Rite is still very much three independent bodies compared to the Scottish Rite, even though the Scottish Rite also is still three separate bodies, or I think actually four separate bodies. Um, and, and they elect officers and install them in those four separate bodies in the Scottish Rite, at least in the United States. It does make for a long installation, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> so is... Um, or does one need to be a part of, is it three, like you have to be a part of body A to be in body B and body B to be in body C, or is it? Exactly. So yeah, first you have to be, yeah, go ahead. In Canada, you have to be a Royal Archmason first, right? After craft, of course. Uh, and you have to be a Royal Archmason before you can join Cryptic Rite or Knights Templar. But you don't have to be a Knight Templar to be in Cryptic or be in Cryptic to be uh, a Knight Templar. But both of them say you have to be a Royal Arts Mason. That's interesting. That's different than the United States. Almost every jurisdiction in the United States, in order to join Knight Templar, you have to join the Council of Cryptic Masons. Um, it's not a grand encampment requirement, uh, but it is a requirement at the state level. Yeah, it's, so that's not for us. And in terms of the meeting together, uh, the they don't generally. Uh, sometimes the uh, cryptic, the the Grand Council of Cryptic Right Western Canada will meet. Uh, adjacent to the grand um, chapter of uh, Alberta, but it doesn't work that way for BC, and I don't know about Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Um, the, the grand, the sovereign great priory for Knights Templar meets in conjunction with one after the other, uh, with um, the grand conclave of royal of uh, Red Cross of Constantine, which is an invitational body of York Rite. That's the fun thing that I enjoy about York Rite, having only gone up in one of the bodies, is with Scottish Rite, you've got the four bodies and the, the 32 degrees, and then if you're invited, there's the 33rd degree. But with York Rite, there is like several thousand, probably a hyperbole, but still several thousand degrees that you can get invited to or different bodies. Like once you've sat as Zerubbabel, uh, which is the, uh, the worshipful master of a chapter, um, you can get invited to a body. And once you've sat in the East in Cryptic Rite and Knights Templar, you can get invited to a body. And once you've sat as master of all four bodies, you can get invited to a body. Yeah. And it just keeps going on and on from there. So it's, when when we hear the adage that Freemasonry is an onion, you just keep finding layers. I find that really, really true in York Rite, which is what drew me to it originally, because there's a lot so more I, just in the sense of bodies. Yeah. So I am a member and the Grand Prelate for the Red Cross of Constantine, which is invitational 
and you have to be a Royal Archmason. I'm also uh, a member of, you'll love this, the Holy Royal Arch Knight Templar Priests Order of Holy Wisdom, which is uh, chartered directly out of England. Uh, you have to, uh, you have to be. That, that, that's a big name badge, Alan. It's a very big name badge. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Knight Templar Priests <laughs> or KTP. And the deuce card's like this long. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, that requires membership in the Royal Arch and in Preceptory, which is what we could, you would call Commandery, I think. Yep. Um, and you, it used to be you had <clears throat> to have been a past master, but that's been removed. So you have to be Royal Arch and Knight Templar for that. <laughs> I feel like any body that has the word wisdom in the title should require a full white bushy beard. Just, just <laughs> hey, another 20 years and I can get invited. Yeah. I, got, I still got some time left. Yeah. So, um, I am also a member of the, uh, body that, uh, was just referred to about if you've been the presiding officer of a craft lodge of a Royal Arch chapter of, a Preceptory of Knights Templar and a Council of Cryptic Rite Masons, you can be invited to be, to what's called the York Rite Cross of Honor, and you get to wear a little medallion thing. Um, and then uh, I've also been invited to join the um, York Rite College, which is supposed to be a body that provides support to all the York Rite. Um, other bodies uh, from a training and uh, uh, ritual perspective. That's what it's supposed to do. Hmm. And what does it actually do, Alan? <laughs> uh, it's, it's just another Masonic body that meets, and it seems to be the same guys. Let me guess. There's one meeting a month, right? As, yeah. as if I imagine. Oh, no, no. You're quite. So Knight Templar, we've now fixed it. So Knight Templar priests and the college, York Rite College, meet on the same day. And they only meet three times a year. So I'll, I'll point out that in the college, and I'm a member of that as well, uh, <clears throat> in order to get the awards for the college, you do actually have to go assist in Blue Lodges and York Rites with degree work. Um, and you turn in annual reports listing every member and where they visited and helped with degree work. And your own lodge doesn't count. Your own York rights don't count towards the awards. Um, and the one that I belong to in, uh, in Washington, um, we get that reward, that award every year. I don't think we did this year because our new secretary didn't know the deadline for turning in hmm. all of his paperwork, but that's, uh, you know, neither here nor there. I suppose yeah. this might be something a bit silly for me to announce on the internet but that's one of my favorite things about freemasonry is going and helping other bodies do do degree work like craft lodges or or uh capitular masonry um those are like i love helping other other lodges do 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 degrees so that's how i got into york right masonry 20 some odd years ago um so i was uh, going through the chairs in north central indiana and the guys that came and helped with degree work all the time were 
I found out later, all Yorkite Masons. And uh, of course, great deal of respect for a bunch of those guys. And one day they told me, you know, you need to join the Yorkite. And this was before I was master. And I said, well, okay, sure. And uh, Virgil Humphrey, especially, and some of the other guys, uh, if they told you this is what you needed to do as a young Mason, you did it. And uh, I found out very quickly that the biggest part of our Yorkite meeting was talking about what was happening in the Blue Lodges and who needed help and who was going to go help them. Because every one of our Blue Lodges was represented in that Yorkite meeting by the active members of that lodge. And that's where he started with, hey, I need some help. <coughs> um, and uh, the great thing about Yorkite is, is at least in Indiana and, and throughout the United States, is uh, we meet in the Blue Lodge temples. So, uh, and we meet monthly, generally. So it is a place where the guys get together and talk about what's happening in their Blue Lodge and going and helping. The, the Scottish Rite, you know, love the Scottish Rite, I'm a member. Um, but that was never the feel that I got out of the Scottish Rite. But every York Rite meeting turns into what's going on in the district, who's got a degree coming up, what parts do they need filled. Um, you know, I, I always hate it when Blue Lodge members talk about, oh, you know, you need to, you know, they're, they're stealing our members away they should be here focusing on degree work. But the truth is, the active members of your lodge probably are the Yorkite Masons. So, yeah, I have a whole soapbox about that too, but we'll at least we'll save that for another day. So, the are the bodies. Um, I guess we had to give a broad overview of the three bodies. Um, I you said there earlier that, or someone. I'm sorry, Alan. I don't know if it was you or John that said said that the bodies, the excuse me, the Knights Templar had the sort of uh, styled after the orders of knighthood. What are the, uh, what are the three bodies about? What are, how are they, how are they different? What are their? If, if my far more excellent emirate, emirate and I don't know, uh, <laughs> illustrious uh, companions will let me talk on, on the topic of Royal Arch. Cause I love the story of Royal Arch personally, if you're fine with that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm not, I can't go into too many details, of course, but in, in, yeah. in the Master Mason degree, we find out that something was lost. Royal Arch, that thing which was lost, is found. And I, I wanted to join Royal Arch for a couple of reasons. First of all, I go to the UK as often as I can. And I know that there are some chapters in London or some lodges rather from the United Grand Lodge of England or the Grand Lodge of Scotland, where you cannot visit the lodge unless you are a Royal Arch Mason. Um, but the other thing being the nerd that I am, uh, and I think, I think my brethren who know me can attest to that. Um, I, I was blown away by this idea that that thing which was lost was found. And the, that is kind of what led me to it. Now, the degrees kind of, uh, I'll let one of my more experienced brethren, but from what I can remember of my degrees, it kind of talks about the building of, uh, of another temple. But I think Alan uh, might be able to answer that more using the proper degree work, because like I said, my, my chapter does very different things. Yeah. Uh, for most of us in Royal Arch, the first two degree degrees are extensions of uh, craft uh, lodge in that they're based on the building of Solomon's temple. The Royal Arch degree, however, is built 
uh, is uh, based on the building of the second temple. So um, that's where you get into, uh, instead of uh, um, Solomon and uh, Hiram and Hiram, you get into Zerubbabel, Haggai, and, jo and uh, Joshua as the principal officer, because they were the people involved in the building of the second temple. In cryptic rite, um, the degrees are um, extensions, mostly extensions of um, the craft launch. And uh, as the name implies, cryptic, there's the crypt involved where the, uh, the secret was deposited. So you get into, um, but the degrees are all based on the first temple, I think. I always thought it was cryptic, like like mysterious cryptic. I didn't think it, I didn't realize it was cryptic, like of a crypt. Based That's, on masons. Yep. The, the cryptic right masons, at least here in BC, also have the best aprons. They are pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we jokingly refer to uh, the cryptic right masons as the basement masons sometimes because <laughs> uh, it is all about the basement um, and honestly you know when you talk about the templars too again you're still talking about king solomon's temple so the whole of the york right the whole of the york right is the story of king solomon's temple it being destroyed and rebuilt and and yep. then of course the the knights templar going down to to defend the holy land at at the temple at the temple yeah, the, so the first degree or the first order in uh, knights templar here is uh about um it's about the second temple the next two orders are about um christian times and um the, the and the holy land they're, they're not really, those two degrees are not really about um, the temple. But if you think of it as the temple mound. Yeah. If you, if you don't think about it as the specific King Solomon's temple, but if you think about the temple mound in Jerusalem and everything that's happened through that, that's the unifying story of the York Rite. Mm -hmm. The building of the original temple, the building of the second temple, the knights going down and you know the and at the end the knights templar going down and protecting uh the pilgrims as they went to the temple mount so uh if you think about it as that particular spot of geography of geography that's what you're unites the whole story together and then if you get into the philosophical and religious part of it um, i often talk about how if you think about the story of the york ride and and it that area's relationship with God, it also mimics the story of man and his relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it starts out old school Jew um, relationship with God, and then it develops, you know, just like the man's relationship is developed with God. So, you know, not to get under the philosophical and religious part of it too much, but it, it is a story. And, you know, we often tell one story to tell another story, and that's what a big part of masonry is about. You know, um, look for the look for the other 
part of the story. Interesting. And so I, on that note, we're, uh, we're coming to the end of our time here for what, we'll, what we now know will be the first episode on New York Right Masonry here on the Working Tools Podcast. So I want to thank our guests and our, my fellow co-hosts for being here tonight. And we will be back sh- next week with episode two on New York Right Masonry.